Hello, everybody. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Kerrville Weekly News Roundup, brought to you by the Texas Hill Country Podcast Network. We are your co-hosts and founders of the network, Andrew Gay, Gilbert Pies, and Tom Fox here in the studio. And we're going to jump to it. We're going to talk about our top news picks for the week. And as usual, I'm going to invite our friend Tom Fox here to kick us off. Tom, what you got for us this week? Sure. Thanks, Andrew. I'm going to take a sports turn this week because we have March, excuse me, Midnight Madness at Tybee High School, which is the first day that summer training for football can begin. Tybee has a tradition where they start at midnight. So Tybee fight never dies. Those kids are out there. I'm glad I'm not out there in pads this summer. But they're out there practicing. So that's story one. Story two is the Tybee Sports Hall of Fame announced its inductee class for 2023. And it includes John Chambers, Natalie Thomas, and Mona Lisa Lewis-Mitchell. Mona Lisa Lewis-Mitchell ran track for Tybee, I think, in the 80s. She was a state qualifier. Natalie Thomas played basketball and took Tybee to the state championship in 2006. She was McDonald's All-American. She was a Texas All-Stater. San Antonio Express News named her the Player of the Year. John Chambers also played basketball at Tybee High in the late 70s, and he held the single-game scoring record for Tybee High. Three great former athletes from Tybee, and we wish them well, and the induction ceremony will be at the first home football game in September. Nice. Awesome. Thank you, Tom. Gilbert, what do you got? I've what do you got going on? I've got two stories that I'd like to share with everybody this week. In case you haven't been paying attention, and even if you don't have children in school, this weekend is tax-free back-to-school shopping weekend, and that means that you can purchase items, school supplies, clothing, shoes, under $100 each with no tax due or having to be paid on those supplies. So uh, this weekend, you can go buy school supplies. It's probably not a bad idea to buy some extra school supplies because if you think your kid isn't going to come home in two weeks and say, oh, I lost all my paper and my pencils, you're probably fooling yourself. So buy some for later in the year. And then, of course, clothes. Every teenage boy needs new underwear and socks and shoes and T-shirts and all that good stuff. And I'm sure teenage girls need those things, too. <laughs> you have a teenage daughter. I do. I do. I do. Uh, yeah, I think that's all I'm going to say about that. Tax-free shopping. So if you've got grandkids or you've got kids, you want to go buy some some things that they're going to use for school without having to pay sales tax this weekend, do it. My other story I'd like to go over with everybody right now is talk a little bit about the Community Foundation of the Texas Hill Country. In case you're not familiar with it, and in the interest of full disclosure, I am a board member of the Community Foundation of the Texas Hill Country. Yesterday on Thursday at Tucker Hall at St. Peter's Episcopal Church here in Kerrville, the executive director, Austin Dixon, had a presentation about the Community Foundation. One of the things that the Community Foundation does is they help people after they are gone and they accept donations currently, I mean, if they're not gone, and they help to fund nonprofits in the Greater Hill Country area. They have a service area of 10 different counties. So that's Kerr, Kendall, Bandera, Gillespie, Uvalde, Real, Kimball, and Blanco, and Mason counties, I believe it is. Those are all the counties that they cover. But they help to fund different nonprofits in those counties. And they also do a lot of scholarships. They also fund scholarships for 
students in those areas that are looking to further their education, whether it's through college or trade school. And the Community Foundation is trying very hard to get their name out there and talk a little bit more about what they do. They are actually, I would consider a hidden gem in the Hill Country. The, they do a lot of good, a, I agree with that description. Yeah, there, there's a lot of good work that they do in the Hill Country area. They help a lot of people. They help a lot of nonprofits. You can think of them as nonprofits, nonprofit. They do a very good job of helping different nonprofits manage their funds that have been given to them. They do a very good job of helping people who are inclined to donate to charity. I'll give you a good example, and this is hypothetical, but it's, let's say a husband and wife who are retired, have been retired for a long time, and they live here in the Texas Hill Country. They want to leave their estate or a portion of their estate to a charity, but they don't know what charity. They don't know if they want to do it all immediately or all up front. Well, what you can do is donate your estate or a portion of your estate to the community foundation. They can manage those assets for you while you're alive or after you're gone. And then you set up an agreement with the community foundation to fund either specific or general projects in a particular area. So let's say, for example, you wanted to fund animal welfare in the Kirk County. You could donate your estate over to the community foundation and they can manage your assets for the long term. And as your assets grow, they can take a portion of your assets and donate it to animal welfare groups in Kirk County. So whether that's the SPCA, the Freeman and Fritz, the city or the county animal shelter or KPA, KPA Kerrville Pets Alive, they can help make sure that your money is directed where you want to go over your lifetime and even after you're gone. I would encourage everybody, if you're not familiar with the Community Foundation of the Texas Hill Country, get familiar with it. They have a great website. They've got a lot of detail on the website. It talks a little bit about what they do and how they do it. And then, of course, if you're interested in learning more information about what they do and how they do it, you can always call Austin Dixon or talk to a board member like myself. We can always arrange a meeting with Austin to talk a little bit about your situation. So if you're charitably inclined and you're interested, or even if you're a nonprofit that's interested in maybe asking for funding, reach out. Reach out to either Austin or myself, and you can find them on their website. It's the communityfoundation.net is the website. They're right there on Earl Garrett and Main Street, right across from the Kerr Arts and Cultural Center. Yeah. All right. Thank you for that, Gilbert. Yes. And for myself, I think I only have two mentions. And first one would be, we would be remiss if we did not mention the founder's tree that got removed off of Water Street this past week. Apparently it's a 1.6 acre property along the Guadalupe River right there on Water Street and belongs to the Calhoun Foundation. And by way of their collective decisions over there, they decided to remove that tree from the property, caused a lot of blowback and had a strong community response from that, from the community. After that event, just wanted to mention that's a thing. Most of the reporting bodies around here have uh, covered that story this past week. But if you don't know what's going on, you can just Google Kerrville Founders Tree and find a plethora of different articles and information about that online. The second story I wanted to mention was always, I feel like when we get on here, one of the most common themes that I'm starting to see is that 
a lot of our local organizations, whether it's the municipality of the city itself or even some other body, Peterson in this example, they are constantly winning awards. So I, it's, it makes my heart full and happy to come on here and talk about all the awards that, are, that those entities around us in our local community have been winning. Peterson recently won a five-star quality rating from Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. And I think with our population that we serve here in this part of the Hill Country, Medicare, Medicaid services are on a lot of people's minds. We see a lot of that. Gilbert and I see a lot of that with what we do with our day job. A lot of people are impact, impacted by those programs and decisions that are made therein of within our local community. So good job, Peterson, on that. Pat on the back for them. Winning another award, but uh, that'll do it for the stories. Do you guys want to talk about anything that you got planned for this weekend? We didn't talk about the weather yet. It's going to be hot, and once again, we're going to keep praying for rain, but it doesn't look like there's any in the in the forecast for the next 10 days. It does not, and that's why we're going to spend Saturday afternoon at the Western Museum, or Museum of Western Art looking at the Billy Shank exhibit. Awesome. Nice. nice. Uh, I'm spending the weekend getting my kids ready for the beginning of school on Monday. Oh, yeah. beginning school. Yep, Monday's a big day. So, Are they excited about that? I think one of them is moderately excited and the other one is dreading it. But it, this will be the weekend we go do some school sh supply shopping, so save a little bit of sales did tax. Did you know it's tax-free weekend? I did. I did. <laughs> I did. Job. I just heard I just, about that. I learned that from the Texas Country <laughs> Podcast Network of the weekly news up around uh, Going to get a haircut. Got to get a haircut and gather up all the school supplies and get ready to go. Yeah. Awesome. It's going to be exciting for stay. What about you guys? We're not, I'm not, we're not doing much. Just staying out of the heat, staying cool. We have a family birthday party that we're going to tomorrow. So those are always good times. It's on Beth's side of the family, my wife's side of the family. So we're lo I'm looking forward to that. And then I'm looking forward to not really doing a whole lot outside of that, honestly. So How was the business expo? The business expo was fantastic. Andrew was. and I had a really good time. We, we got to meet up with a lot of local businesses, a lot of friends, we got to meet a lot of people and share our story, hand out business cards, and it was fun. It was a really good time. I, every year that goes by and every time that we go, I really enjoy it. I, it's fun. I do, too. It's I fun. do, too. And it's it's one of those empowering experiences where for Gilbert and I and our day jobs with that business, it's three years running that we've done that. We go out there and we meet others in the community that we may or may not have met before. But we come. I always come away with that feeling like, Man, I'm so proud to live in this community. The people here are wonderful, and I'm proud to be a part of the community at large. You can see that in our conversations that we're having when we're there. Great. All around good stuff. Okay, guys, that'll do it for us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Get interact with us, share our content. It helps other people find the podcast network. Have a great weekend. Stay safe, stay cool, and we'll catch you back here next week.